Welcome one and all to another episode of the Wrestling for Dummies show. I'm your host Tim and god damn we have a pay-per-view to talk about. This episode is all about AEW Full Gear which has come and gone and Jesus what a show. I have been, I'm going to come out straight away and say it, I'm going to eat, eat some crow here. I've been pretty, um, pretty critical on the old AEW for the past few months, but what they delivered to us on this pay-per-view was almost nothing short of fantastic. Most of the matches that we had on this pay-per-view were incredible. There were some that were a bit eh, um, but I mean, you're not going to get a perfect pay-per-view. I don't think that ever exists. There's always going to be a match that just doesn't deliver. And I mean, all matches in this card entertained me, but some, some, I'm not going to even say that some dropped the ball. They're all good, but just some could have been left off the card. And we'll get into that later, but this is Wrestling for Dummies AEW Full Gear Review. As I said before, my host is Tim. Thank you guys for joining me. I am, of course, alone again. But hey, I'm talking to you guys. So it doesn't feel like I'm alone here. Even though I'm in this big empty room by myself, it doesn't feel like I'm alone. I'm talking to you guys. I'm addressing you guys who sit and listen to me bullshit all things wrestling. So... AEW Full Gear, I'm here, we're going to go through the matches, going to give you the 5 star, or the ratings, sorry, the star ratings, the Dave Meltzer ratings that we always do, and to finish it up, we are going to go through the predictions list, who won, did anyone retain, do we get a new champion, is there a, uh, just like Full Gear, do we get a, a heel turn in this predictions competition that we've got going, I'll let you know at the end of this show, after... After, this month is a very special month, November. It's a very special month because we've got not one, not two, but three fucking pay-per-views this month. We had Crown Jewel earlier this month, Full Gear, as we're talking about today, and coming this weekend, Sunday for me, Saturday for most people listening who are in the States, we have WWE Survivor Series War Games! which is um, going to be a bit of a show as well. So what I'm going to do here, instead of doing two different episodes, I'm going to combine them into one. So we're going to start off with AEW Full Gear Review and then go into the predictions, who won. And then we're going to do a little predictions of WWE Survivor Series after that. So make sure to get your predictions in. I'll post something on the Wrestling for Dummies group. If you are a fan of that, go and check it out on the Facebook um, and yeah, you can join in on the competition. So with that being said, let's get into AEW Full Gear. Box had the students. Regal, tell Moxley, get the referee up. That's the only way you're going to win. He said, yeah, he's told him, go get the referee. If that's he's tapping out. What? What? What, just, what, what the hell? Regal just slipped the nuts to MJF. Regal just slipped the nuts to MJF. What the hell? seen the Knox. Max put him in his trunks. I'm absolutely. Is this going to happen? I'm, I'm dumbfounded. What is, the, the, is this going to happen? One, two, three. We got a new champion. 
soul to the devil. So, AEW Full Gear, I couldn't watch this live. I had to go on a bushwalk. Um, <laughs> I mean, I didn't have to, but I, I wanted to. Um, the good thing about Fight TV is you can watch it later, which is perfect for me. So, I watched this um, hours, hours later, and it was so fucking hard trying to stay off social media to not get uh, spoiled. But I, I did it. I went into this whole pay-per-view without having anything spoiled for me, which was great. And... After my bushwalker came home, I sat down on the couch and I was so pumped for this pay-per-view. I was really, this is probably the most excited I was for a pay-per-view. And it's really because of one guy, one guy only, and that's of course MJF. And my God, look, we all knew that MJF was going to win, right? I, I think everyone expected him to win. There was a little doubt in my mind. I was like, what if, what if Tony Khan fucks us over and does something screwy, like the, um, what's, what's the fucking, the, the firm, I forgot their name, the firm come in and, and disrupt it, and we get disqualification, or something like that, what if, what if, you know, I was confident, a little confident that MJF was going to win, but there was always this little fucking devil on, on my shoulder going, what if, so that's what got me really invested in this, in this pay-per-view as a whole, was the main match, but what I didn't realize is, is because I was so focused on MJF hopefully becoming the new champion, which he did, which was oh, great. Um, what I didn't focus on was the rest of the card and how strong of a card it was. Now, I do have some nitpicks with things, and I'll get to them when I get to the matches, but this pay-per-view starts off somewhat a little... This is my first nitpick here. The pay-per-view starts off kind of like a, a random episode of Dynamite, you know? It, it, Except Dynamite has like a little intro. They have their, their TV show intro, which they always do each week. Full Gear opens up, boom, straight into a match. And I mean, that's maybe fine for some people, but you know what? I want something there to get me hooked, you know? A little a little intro, a, a little um, a promo video about the pay-per-view as a whole going in, not just straight boom into a match, you know? Give me something. Make it feel like a pay-per-view. Make it feel like the the glory days of of being a kid and and actually <laughs> asking your parents for their credit card to purchase a pay per view and and after hours and hours of bitching and moaning they finally give in and they buy this pay per view and you were sitting there and you were fucking ecstatic because you got the pay per view you're the coolest kid in the schoolyard you know I want those days back and this one it started off it just felt like a little bit of a random dynamite for me. Luckily, luckily this pay-per-view opens up with probably one of the best matches of the whole event. The cage match between Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Luchasaurus. This was a fucking perfect match to to start the show. This was a perfect close to this grudge rivalry. Great feud with a great finish, you know? Now, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus both did amazing in this match. We get some absolutely insane spots like the Canadian Destroyer off the chair, Chokeslam onto the chair, Slice Brand off the top rope. Um, of course, Jungle Boy jumping off the cage. Um, there was so much to like about this match. At, at one point, I thought, holy shit, because Jungle Boy was, he, he was getting smashed around pretty hard. 
And I thought, are they actually going to do a squash for this match? I'm like, no, they couldn't. There's no way they could. Jungle Boy's going to get back into it. And yes, he did. But wow, this match was so back and forth. It was so strong. I'm hearing a lot of people are having problems with the with the finish of this match. I didn't. It didn't bother me too much, you know. Luchasaurus submitting. It didn't bother me too much because Luchasaurus is like the 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 level one boss compared to the ultimate boss, which is Christian for Jungle Jungle Boy. And I thought this was a great first step towards Jungle Boy getting his hands on Christian. I think that. Possibly this this whole rivalry could continue, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, just until Christian's healed and ready to go. And then it will be Jungle Boy versus Christian. That might not be till Revolution, which is the next pay-per-view. We might not get Jungle Boy versus Christian till the next pay-per-view, which, all honesty, I think you hold off because that's a money match right there. Christian versus Jungle Boy, they've had this rivalry for so long, you wouldn't want to waste it on a random dynamite, but... I don't know. I'm not Tony Khan, so I don't make these decisions. But there was a lot of cool stuff that happened in this match. I mean, you you had... The match as a whole was reminiscent, at times, of an Undertaker match. You had just multiple different things. You had both Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy sitting up, which... I mean, you can point that to anything. Undertaker and Kane, you can point that at Undertaker and Brock Lesnar, where they both sat up and and started laughing at each other. Then you've got the elbow off the cage, and I know that's, I mean, Jimmy Superfly Snooker jumping off the cage. There's, there's millions of guys who've jumped off the cage, but there was a lot of elements that just reminded me of an Undertaker match with this, and, and I thought it was fucking great, man. This match just kicked off the pay-per-view, and it was fantastic. Five stars for me, this match. Um, Before we get into this, the next match... I had a little... I don't know about you guys. Let me know if it happened for you guys, but I could barely hear the commentary in this whole pay-per-view. It's like the microphones for the ring area were amplified too high that it overshadowed the the um, commentators. You could hear... Like, for example, at the the main event, you could hear Regal pretty qu- pretty clearly you could hear the fans going fucking ballistic but the commentators were drawn out by all that noise i don't know maybe it was just me but yeah i could barely hear the commentators in this pay-per-view that's my second nitpick next match we've got the trio's title the elite versing uh death triangle and okay this comes to my third nitpick and this is only small but the dynamite that went the, 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 the go-home show for Full Gear, the Dynamite prior to Full Gear, we have Death Triangle cutting a promo about we know who the video packages are for, we uh, challenge you guys, and then they show a graphic of the Elite coming up. Okay, we all knew it was the Elite. Everyone knew. I wish they just kept it surprise because then there'd be that thing in the back of the mind of, what if it's not? What if it's House of Black or something, you know? And with the entrance that the Elite gave us, which for me, like, Carry On My Wayward Son is one of the best songs ever made. I don't care what you say. It's fucking fantastic. Supernatural, rest in peace. Um, but that entrance, I had pure goosebumps for it. And I thought it was such a great entrance that it would have been 
better. It would have been amplified better if we didn't know 100% who was coming out. I mean, yes, we all knew who was coming out, but if it wasn't so blatantly shoved in our face, I think it just would have been better. Now, this match here was another fantastic match. Two matches in a row that were just fucking great. Um, There's so many... Once again, this is a match that you knew going in. These two trios teams are fantastic at what they do. And you knew this, this match was going to deliver. But there were a few points in this match which kind of scared me. We had a DDP on the apron to um, Ray Phoenix, which looked scary. We had a released German suplex from Pack to Omega, which looked scary. Um, there were a few matches, uh, sorry, a few moves in this match that they looked like they landed awkwardly or wrong. And I don't know. I'm old now. My bones are frail. And I mean, I'm 35 years old, but I'm, I'm older than what I was. And my bones are frail. So watching these guys do this stuff, it kind of, ugh, I, I'm more um, careful for their well-being. But the match ends with something that I don't think anyone predicted, uh, except Paul Lindsay. Paul, well done, man. You're the only one that picked Death Triangle to win this match. Um, Death Triangle wins. They retain. I I, I was shocked. I, I honestly thought, and quite honestly, like when I was in this match, I was like, okay, Death, uh, the Elite are winning. I'm all right with it, whatever. But then when the match finished and Death Triangle retained, I thought to myself, I'm like, that is that is the right decision. It really is, because if the Elite come back and just get the championships again, Death Triangle are just transitional champions, and that's not fair on them. So I think this was a really good idea, good good pick to have them lose. Um, then we get the news later on in this pay-per-view that <laughs> this isn't the finish of this. Um, this is going to be a best of seven series, which... I like best of seven series. I think they're great if they're done well. I remember my favorite one being Chris Benoit and Booker. Oh, sorry. We can't say his name. Oh, shit. Chris Benoit versus Booker T. That from years ago. I think it was like 2006 or five or something like that. Before Benoit's death anyway. Um, Obviously, you fucking idiot. Um, But the thing about this best of seven series, the elite versus death triangle which I don't think they were clear on is... So, this match here, this first match, was for the titles. Is every match going to be the title for the titles? Or is it just going to be the winner after the seven series is the champions? I'm guessing that's how they're going to do it, but they weren't very clear on it. So, And the cool thing about these two teams is I think we're, I don't think we're going to see the same two matches. They're all going to be different, you know? They're all going to be different. What I think would be cool, instead of it all being seven trios matches, why don't you sprinkle it with some tag team matches, some singles matches. You could have Omega versus Puck for one. You could have um, the Young Bucks versus the um, um, Luchas. You could have, I don't know, Omega versus Penta. You know, all these different combinations. Instead of just having the Elite versus Death Triangle. All the time. And they did have the dates for it. And I noticed the 7th match was going to take place on March 7th. 
So they're spacing these out, which is which is a good idea because you don't want to see six weeks of the same match, you know? So overall, man, I love this match. I think the cage match was a little better for me personally, but still, the trios match, four stars, man. Four stars. Fucking unreal. Next match, we've got TBS title, Nyla Rose versus Jade Cargill. And this is where the pay-per-view starts to die down a little bit. Now, before we all nod in agreement that Jade Jade Cargill isn't the greatest worker out there and this match, quite honestly, could have been on the buy-in, I really dig Jade Cargill. I'm a fan of hers. I am. She's... she. She has the look, you know? Her look is phenomenal. She looks like a a pro wrestler. Um, I think she's attractive. <laughs> and I think with a little more work, she could really be someone. In saying that, she does need work. She really does. This match here, this is a story that I actually didn't mind. The whole Nyla Rose taking the TBS title from Jade and running away with it. I I didn't mind it. Um, I wish they kind of featured it more on Dynamite. I know they did on Rampage, which is my fault because I don't get to watch Rampage as much as I would like to. But I think that if they... uh, They could have even extended this rivalry a little more, you know? Um, But I I do like the rivalry. The match as a whole, it was fine. It was a Jade Cargill match, all right? I'm hearing a lot of negativity towards this match going, oh, Jade Cargill can't wrestle. Neither Rose is is neither Rose. But give both of these performers credits. They did the best that they could. And what they did that I really did appreciate was their entrances. Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero come out with a tribute to Eddie Guerrero, which I was fucking in love with. Um, it was the perfect timing for me too. Um, the night before, I finally watched Dark Side of the Ring on Vice. Uh, it's on Tubi if for people here in Australia that want to watch it. Um, so go get Tubi. It's free. You can watch it. And I watched the Chris Benoit series. And holy shit, that was a rough watch. That was so fucking rough, man. Really hard to watch that one. Um, yeah, tears. You will have tears if you watch that. Not going to lie. Especially with what they did to his son, WWE. Like, not doing anything for... He's alive, son. Anyway, go watch the fucking show. It was really good. But they featured a lot of Eddie Guerrero in that. So when Vicky and Nyla came out in the um, the car, there's a name for these types of car, and I'm drawing a blank. I can't think right now. Whatever. Lowrider. That's the one. Oh, God, I'm good. When they came out in the Lowrider, I-, I thought it was perfect timing for me, anyway, and just a really cool tribute because nowadays... If you're a Spanish superstar or a Mexican superstar or a Lucha Libre or anything like that, the whole Eddie Guerrero tribute thing is fucking... Every fucking one does it now. It's like, all right, I get it. He was most people's idols. He was one of the best professional wrestlers in the entire world. But, Jesus, get over it. But this was a tribute that was different, and I appreciated it. Jade Cargill coming out as Thundercats, Chitaria... Which, um, <laughs> I'm going to look like an idiot here, but it took me a while to realize that Jade's yellow tights aren't tights. Instead, they're painted on. When I realized that, I'm like, wow, 
she's showing everything. I, I, yeah, I was really slow to that. Yeah, I said that to my wife, and she's like, fuck, you're dumb. Um, look, this wasn't a bad match. I've definitely seen a worse Jade Cargill match, but overall, it's still a Jade Cargill match. That being said, I did enjoy it. I think this, I think Nyla helped Jade actually look better in some ways, so I didn't hate it. So I'm giving it a two and a half stars. Middle of the road for me. Next match, we've got the Ring of Honor World Championship. Chris Jericho versus Claudio Castanelli versus um, Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara. Sammy comes out in a costume, which was pretty cool. I did like that. No one else really gets an entrance. Um, Jericho comes out to Judas, as always, and it's still just fucking great hearing Judas because that song is awesome. Um, Overall, this was a decent match. I enjoyed this match. I did. I knew I was going to. I mean, it's a Jericho match. Jericho's one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. Always has, always will be. Um, But I kind of expected something else with the ending. I I honestly thought that Jericho was dropping this title. I I picked Daniel Brian Danielson to win this match. And that's not the way it's going. And this worries me because... Does this mean that this feud is going to continue? Are we? I'm hoping not. I'm hoping now with what the BCC is going through, the Blackpool Combat Club, I'm hoping what they're going through right now with Regal, maybe this is it with the Jericho Appreciation Society versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Please, please be done with each other. I'm fucking over it. I'm so over it. But where does this lead now? Do we have a Sammy versus Jericho alteration? Like, where, what happens now? What what happens? What's new with Jericho? Where's he going to f- fit? I know he's coming to Australia next month, so maybe he'll have some time. I don't know. He'll, he'll probably film a backstage segment, and yeah. Um, yeah, overall, it was a good match. I, I enjoyed it. Four stars. Next match, we've got Soraya. Soraya versus Britt Baker. And Soraya comes out looking fucking hot as shit. My God. Um, she got, <laughs> she got them boobs. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yes, Rhea comes out just looking fucking phenomenal. Really, really cool. Uh, her brother was in the front row. It was nice to see him have tears in his eyes, and I, and I understand 100% why those two, if you've watched the movie and you know anything about Zareya's life, uh, those two grew up basically... Uh, together, they're they're similar age, so they're like best friends. So this was really nice to see him crying for her. Um, this match starts, and even though Soraya said that she's a hundred percent ready to go, it was still at times scary to watch. You know, I was um, there was still still matches. Oh, fuck, I keep saying matches. There was still moves that had me worried every time. But once Britt Baker started working the neck, I realized, okay, she is good to go. This is good. She's 100%. They're both professionals. They know what they're doing, which is good. In saying that, in the match sense, it was really smart of Brick to work the neck. I did like that. This this told a story. And as a, from a story standpoint with this match, this match was really good. 
But execution-wise, you can see that Soraya had some ring rust that she needed to get rid of. Um, Britt Baker, absolutely phenomenal in this match. I thought she did really well. I thought she absolutely carried this match. Because you could see there was some times where Soraya was looking a little sloppy. And that's not a knock at Soraya. We know she's fucking good. We get it. This was her first match for five years, okay? Maybe she's done something backstage. I mean, I'm sure she has. But there's a difference between doing it backstage a million times and doing it live in front of a crowd. It's completely different. I should know. I've done the exact same thing. I've practiced a match um, in, like, training. Practiced the match from start to finish. Had it absolutely perfectly correct. Everything. From the start to the finish. And then when you're out in the crowd, like... For me, this this was like, here's a little fucking story, right? You ready for a story? For me, um, this was my first actual event, right? It was in the middle of, um, not like a shopping complex, but kind of. Like, it was outside in like a car park of a shopping complex. And there was, there was a lot of people there. Like, hundreds. There was a lot of people. And I was probably, fuck, 15 at the time? Yeah, I was only young. Like, I was below adult age and this was like when I was a kid right so I walked out and I, was, I started feeling the jitters right I started getting nervous and the guy who I was wrestling was a childhood friend me and him decided to join this wrestling academy together and when we went out we're like right we, we know the match back to front we've practiced we've practiced this from start to finish we know it we know it but because of the jitters and everything like that there was a point where we fucked up and we just our, both of our minds went completely blank and we forgot what we did and not being professionals like this is our first actual event we kind of didn't know what to do we kind of like stood there like oh shit my trainer who for people in Australia might know uh Vulcan from TV shows Gladiators who was also in a few um 007 movies James Bond movies The World Is Not Enough um yeah he, he's a somewhat a celebrity here in Australia. He was my trainer. And this guy, this guy was trained by, um, Boris Malenko, Dean Malenko's father. Right. And he had all these stories about wrestling because he was, he tried to get into WWF at the time. He was a roommate with Kane, Glenn Jacobs. And, um, and I only know that when he told me that I thought it was bullshit, but he showed me pictures and no, he was hundred percent right. So yes, he was my trainer and he was the ref and he was yelling at us under his breath, like, what are you doing? Fucking do something. Shit like that. It was a scary experience, man. I, it was very embarrassing. So yeah, I can tell you firsthand experience that being out in front of people is completely different to doing it behind the scenes. So I can cut them some slack for that. But overall, man, it was really, really good to see Soraya back in the ring. I'm hoping... I'm hoping she brings some oomph to this women's division of AEW because Jesus fuck, they need it. Well, well, we'll get to that in a second. But three and a half stars for me. And yeah. Next match, we've got the TNT Championship. A triple threat between Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Samoa Joe. This is a match on paper that I was excited for. You know, I said it in the predictions episode that three big bulls just going at it, not giving a shit, and yeah, raising hell. And 
that's what it was for the most part. I mean, yeah, you had these big, huge guys just slamming the shit out of each other left and right. <laughs> My God. This was a nitpick I had. A massive nitpick, all right? Wardlow, I, I know that this is scripted and everything like that, but if this was real, I would have been slapping your fucking head going, what are you doing? This is a triple threat match, Wardlow. This isn't a singles match. Check your surroundings. You're there powerhousing... Power. <laughs> You're there powerbombing powerhouse Hobbs. And instead of just going for the count, nah, you decide to do two more. Just to cater to the fucking audience. That was dumb of you. Which then led Samoa Joe taking the win. And this was a, this was not a win that I had predicted. At all. Not at all. And quite honestly, I'm not a fan of the outcome of this match. I don't understand why Samoa Joe is now the TNT Championship. Maybe, maybe AEW once again wanted to copy WWE and have a Samoan holding two championships. Maybe that's what it is. That's the only thing I can think of. But I wasn't, I, I honestly thought that Hobbs could have used this win so much more than Samoa Joe. Wardlow could have used this win so much more than Samoa Joe, you know? And I'm hoping they rectify it. I'm hoping they do what they did to the acclaim on uh, Dynamite in a couple of weeks. Have Hobbs or Wardlow come and take that take that belt back because I, I'm just, I'm not big into this. Like, Samoa Joe does not need another title, Okay. Plain and simple. Overall, look, it was a fine match. Three and a half stars for me. Next one, we've got Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, which is the team I'm calling them, Triple J, versus Sting and Darby Allen. Um, this is this match is exactly what I expected it to be. Just an all-out anarchy, really. I was really looking forward to an entrance by Sting and nothing. Nothing. He just appears behind Jeff Jarrett, and that's it. Um, there was a, a, f a few moments in this match where I really liked Satin Singh coming down and actually doing something for once. Chokeslamming Singh, which looked good when he chokeslammed Sting. I thought they actually the chokeslam was well done. Um, Sting grabs Satnam Singh. <laughs> Sting grabs Singh into a coffin drop, uh, sorry, a, a scorpion death drop, while Darby Allen does a coffin drop to him. I thought that was great. Overall, this was fine. A, a match I'll never watch again, but I think now is the time to actually do something with Darby Allen. Stop having, having him feud in random matches, in random things. Darby Allen needs to come up and do something Put a, put a title on him. It's been a while. So that match was fine. Two and a half stars. Whatever. The women's championship between Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter. Um, walking into this match, I was not interested in the slightest. There was no build. There was no story at all. I did not care, really, because I honestly expected Tony Storm to just win. I, I actually, while watching this match, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, all right. Tony Storm's going to retain, and then Thunder Rose is going to come out and hold up her championship in her face, thus creating a future moment down the road. What ended up happening, I think, took us all by surprise, and 
Jesus, I'm glad it happened. I, okay, halfway through this match, I wrote some notes on this, and my first note is, this is exciting. Jamie winning was not expected, but was the best decision. I actually popped harder in this match than I did for MJF, and I'll get to why later on, but <clears throat> yeah, I did not expect her to win, but, and I've always liked Jamie Hayter, I've always liked her, but I just never saw her getting that push so quickly. But goddamn, I'm really into this. I think eventually we're going to have Britt versus Jamie. I, I think we're going to have the whole evolution betrayal of when uh, Triple H betrayed Randy Orton. I think this is going to be something similar to that. But right now, let's just bask in the reign of Jamie Hayter. Fuck yes. That is great. That is really great. Great booking on this match. Really loved it. Four stars for me, this match. I thought it was really good. Uh, tag team championships. We're going to the next match and Swerve Strickland comes out wearing, I don't know what the fuck it was, but it looked gross. It was just some weird light, like something similar to Squid Game, but weird. Um, and then Keith Lee comes out and they, and they, and, and Swerve tries to fist bump him and Keith Lee walks away. This was foreshadowing their breakup that we all know is coming. It didn't really actually come at this point. I think the the real breakup is coming on Dynamite. I'm not classing that, what we saw in the match, as a breakup, but you know it's coming. And good. Because Keith Lee needs to do something more in the singles category. And I'm not huge into Swerve Strickland. I mean, I never really was, but he's talented. I'll give him that. I just don't really care for him. Um... <clears throat> This is another case of volume, but, and, and maybe it's because I'm old, but when the acclaim came out and um, Max Caster did his rap, I couldn't hear the rap. I heard bits and pieces here and there, but overall I couldn't really hear it. I don't know if something wrong with my audio, but let me know once again. Did you guys have fine audio? I don't know. Um, <clears throat> this was another good match. It was. I think that out of the three matches they had prior... Um, sorry, the two matches they had prior to this, this was probably the weakest. I still think the first match they had was phenomenal. Um, just wrong decision of the winners. Um, but this match was good, but I'm done with this feud. This is it. No more Acclaim versus Sneaky Swerve and Keith Lee. No more of that. It's, it's done now. Let it be gone. You know, let's have FTR versus the Acclaim. Let's have the Gun Club versus the acclaimed. You know, bring on something new. Okay, you've got the tag teams there. The um, Dark Circle, where are they? You know, there are tag teams there. Uh, please not the best friends, though. I cannot I cannot give a shit about the best friends. Fuck them. Um, Daddy Ass came out and then got escorted out <laughs> for some known reasons. But look, man, this match was fine. I had fun with it. It was good. Three and a half stars for this. Then we get to the main event, the AEW Championship, and this is where, this is the whole reason I spent money on this pay-per-view for this match. And it starts off with MJF coming straight out, and already I'm a little disappointed. This is my next Nick pick, because there's no package at all. Like, we had a package for when um, Hangman Adam Page came out. We had something interesting for CM Punk versus 
MJF. But in this, it was just, once again, ah, oh, entrances, entrances, boom. But of course, MJF being MJF, we have him coming out, motorboating a random chick, who was probably a plant, but I don't care, it was fucking great. MJF coming out looking like an absolute baby face in this moment, and he is 110% over with the crowd, no matter what he does. Now, the match as a whole was interesting. I actually thought it'd be more of a grudge match, but instead we're seeing more Joxley, uh, Joxley, John Moxley, <laughs> John Moxley um, taking the upper hand for pretty much the entire match. And at, at the time I wasn't interested, I was kind of like, uh, I'm failing to see the story here. And then when the ending came, it all clicked. And I'm like, wow, they threw me for a loop. I'm digging it now. We had a paradigm shift off the top rope, which looked scary. Um, two refs going down, and then the ultimate turn that I'm going to give credit right now to Don Anelli and also Paul Lindsay for both picking Regal to turn. Both you guys said that I, I did not. Before Paul and Don predicted these this, I did not even think about Regal turning. I didn't. And then when it happened, I didn't have time to pop for MJF winning the title because my jaw was on the floor. I did not I did not see this coming at all. I didn't. But I'm in. Regal teaming with MJF? Give it to me. Yes. This is wow. All right. I'm in. I'm in. Um we now have a championship that it feels like it's gone back to plan A, you know? Sorry, just taking a sip of my coffee there. It feels like now we're back on track, you know? Ever since... Look, ever since CM Punk won the title, um, it feels like they've just been fucking around. Like, like the first time where he won the title, and then he had the injury. Fair enough, he had the injury. Then he had the interim championship and all that stuff. Then you had John Moxley versus CM Punk, where Moxley won. And then you had the eventual match where CM Punk won it back. And then you had the whole backstage altercation with CM Punk and the uh, the Elite. Ever since that first time when CM Punk actually won the title off Hangman Adam Page, it just feels like the championship has just been all over the place and they've kind of had no real direction as to where it was going. And that that's not nothing to do with them. I get it. But now we're back on track, you know? Now, here we are. MJF is a championship champion. Now we can focus on stories and movement going forward. I feel everything's back on track now and it's absolutely fucking amazing. I'm I'm stoked, man. This match was for me a four stars. <sighs> MJF is champion. A champion we can all agree is very deserving of it. Definitely. Definitely. Now, I don't know if you guys did see it, but we had the uh, what's it called? The the media media scrum, that's the word. We had the media scrum after this, where MJF came out, and it's fucking fantastic. I don't know if you've heard it, but I'm going to play the audio for you right now because it's fucking great. MJF is just the best at what he does, so 
Here it is. They are changing. Oh, he's here. You wait your turn, baby. People pay to see me, not you. Let's talk, shall we? AEW is now destination television once again. The ship has been steered properly once again. This belt is now the most important belt in this entire sport. And it states the three letters. And it damn sure it ain't AEW. I know for a motherfucking fact it ain't MOX. It's MJF. God damn you people are fucking dumb, man. No offense. No offense. You had sympathy for the devil? What are you, fucking stupid? You morons bit on every single word I had to say this past couple of months, huh? I want to earn it. I want to fuck that. I deserve it because I'm the best wrestler in the fucking world. And every single one of you know it. On the microphone, in the ring, nobody can touch me. That's a fact. Nobody is on my level. And then, to think you guys still believe me when I put over this motherfucker this past Wednesday? Grow the fuck up. No offense. Grow up. Well, let's talk a little bit, huh? Uh, MJF, what's going on with you and Regal? You know, we're all really interested. What's going on? How'd that link up start? You think I'm going to tell you, dumb motherfucker? Huh? With 70,000 fucking hardcore marks watching at home jerking off in their grandma's basement? Huh? To my velvet voice? You think I give a shit? No, if you want to know anything about the most important man in professional wrestling, you gotta tune in to the MJF show. That's every Wednesday on TBS. And you know damn well, that is now Destination TV. Now here's what's gonna fucking happen, okay? I'm gonna take a shower. I'm gonna get all of Moxie's disgusting hepatitis A through Z off of me. And then, in the morning, I'm going to do what nobody else on the roster does, because I'm the only real fucking star here. I'm going to hop on a jet, and I'm going to go to my goddamn movie set. Anybody got any questions? Huh? Just kidding. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Champs, fuck it out, baby! Absolutely incredible. He's the best. He's the absolute best at what he does. I love everything MJF does. Even even the backstage shit he does. Go on Cameo. Do, do yourself a favor. Go on Cameo.com. You know it's that place where you pay celebrities hundreds of money, hundreds of money, hundreds of dollars to give you a 30 fucking second clip, a personalized clip. It's a fucking ripoff. But there are, MJF does one. Just go to his page. And watch the videos. And you're in for a treat. It's fucking hilarious. It's so good. MJF is champion. And I fucking absolutely love it. Right. That was the pay-per-view as a whole, man. Really good. I, um... Probably, in my opinion, the best pay-per-view that AEW has delivered this year. For me, personally. I thought it was fucking fantastic. Almost perfect. Not not there. But, yeah. It, I mean... How many four stars did I give away? And for me to give a five-star match, it, it needs to be fucking fantastic. Like, one of the best. But overall, man, this was a pay-per-view that you could be proud of. Um, I, I'm proud that I spent the money on this pay-per-view. No, no regrets on that at all. But right now is the time where I uh, find out, well, we find out, I already know, but we find, or you guys find out, if uh, Wrestling for Dummies gets a new champion. Are you ready? 
Here we go. people all right so we had all the questions we had all the bonus questions everything all that i have tallied up everyone's score and this is a score out of 30 right out of 30 and we are gonna go from from the loser to the winner so we're gonna start last and coming in last with a score 10 out of 30 we have that bitch heather powell coming in 10 out of 30. Heather, what are you doing? Come on, dude. Come on, gal. Come on, babe. 10. 10 fucking points. Come on, you, you claim to be this know-it-all about pro wrestling, about AEW wrestling, and you only scored 10. Jesus Christ, Heather. Come on. Give me something to work with here. 10. In saying that, Heather, you know I'm only fucking with you. You know I'm only joking. You know I love you, baby. And I can give Heather shit for only making 10 and coming in dead last. I, I can do this because coming in next, coming in second last <laughs> is me with a score of 12 out of 30. Yeah, Heather, we're, uh, we're together in this, babe. You and me didn't do too good either. Um, yeah, I had some stupid, stupid decisions. I thought I'd swerve everyone. I had Ric Flair coming out in the, uh, Sting and Derby match, but yeah. Me coming in last. So that means, people, that means that uh, we will get a definite champion. We will. Uh, if you don't remember, I, I put my title up on the line to make a unification of both the oh, Wrestling for Dummies Championship and the Hungy Championship to make the Wrestling for Dummies Hungy Championship. I don't know what you want to fucking call it. Whatever. Make your own name up for it. Um... But, I'm out. I'm completely out, so boo-hoo me. Yeah, I sucked. Coming in third last with a score of 13 out of 30, we have the sexiest man in podcasting history, Scott motherfucking Crawford. Scotty, you're sexy as shit. You have a giant dick, a raging Scott Crawford, but you just couldn't do it on this pay-per-view. 13, hey, hey, you beat me, and you beat Heather. And there's nothing better than beating Heather, you know what I mean? Hey. Alright, coming in next, we've got, with a score of 16 out of 30, <laughs> we've got the man who made the Hungy title relevant, Rob motherfucking Hungy. Rob Hungy came in with 16 out of 30, comes in next. Sorry, Rob, you did your best, but no prizes for you. And that leaves three people left. We have Paul Lindsay. We have a newcomer. A newcomer to the predictions. Don and Ellie. Thank you, Don. And we have uh, the reigning Hunky Championship champion, uh, Zach Davis, my little brother. So, let's just say we have a, a triple threat right now between these three. Who's going to win? Coming in last out of these three with a total of 17 out of 30. We have Paul Lindsay coming in just shy. And there was a point where Paul was racking up the points. And I was like, holy shit, Paul's doing well in this. He's, he's doing some shit, man. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Um, 
The let me just quickly say this right now. The the cage match, Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus. One of the questions was pin, submission, and escape. Now I didn't know that there was no escape. You could leave the cage and all that stuff. Um, so I was going to scrap that question altogether. Um, luckily, no one no one um, picked submission, so no one got any points on that. So it doesn't really matter anyway. Uh, whatever. So we have it now. Doninelli, the newcomer. The new guy that's just shown up and just taken over versing the champion, Zach Davis. So coming in next with a score of 18 out of 30, we have Zach Davis, the champion, with 18 out of 30. Which leaves me to Don, who also gets a score of 18 out of 30. We have a fucking tie here. We have a tie. And if you don't know, or if you don't remember, in the event of a tie here on Wrestling for Dummies, the champion retains his belt, which means Zach Davis is now the unified, undisputed, hungry champion of Wrestling for Dummies. Don. Don. The, Don's just come in, first time doing his predictions, and almost taken that title. So fucking close, man. Don, welcome to the show. That was great. Great effort, Don. Everyone had a great effort, except me. I sucked. <laughs> and I lost my championship, so... This was fun, guys. Thank you, everyone, who put their predictions in. Zach Davis retains the championship. Um, but, unfortunately, for Zach... So there, doing my own Soraya impersonation right there. Unfortunately for Zach, we do have another pay-per-view coming out this weekend. WWE Survivor Series. Let's take a look at this pay-per-view. Attention all competitors. The time has come to play. Generals gathered in their masses Just like witches at Black Masses WWE Survivor Series, and I'm not going to go deep into this with the whole predictions and everything like that. I'm, I'm really just going to just talk about the matches and predict them. But Survivor Series is a pay-per-view, WWE's pay-per-view, that uh, one of their big fours, now apparently it's a big five because Money in the Bank is a pay-per-view, whatever. But one of the big fours, one of the uh, surviving pay-per-views from yonder years, we have... Usually, the past few years, it's been Raw versus SmackDown, which, ugh, don't get me started. That shit got so fucking old so quickly. But now, with Trips involved, Triple H involved, he's changed this shit, and we're getting fucking War Games. And if you don't know what War Games is, tune into this pay-per-view, because you're in for a treat. War Games is similar to, um, Blood... Oh, Jesus Christ. Now I'm fucking losing my mind. The match where JES versus the uh, Eddie Kingston and Blackpool Combat Club. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. AEW, whatever. Anyway, so yes, this pay-per-view has been booked better than previous years, but still, like, we've got these war game matches and there's really nothing on the line for him. And that's the one thing that bothers me. Put something on the line. Jesus. So we're going to go through these matches. I'm going to give you my predictions. People... 
I don't have anything written for bonus questions. So I feel, unless something drastic happens, that there's really not going to be much to fight over. And I feel like this whole thing will end up in a massive tie. But we've had three pay-per-views this time. And I'm going to leave the big pay-per-views for the next one, which is the Royal Rumble. And then we'll have all the bonus questions and everything. So let's do this. Let's start with the first match. And I'm going through... Um, on Wikipedia right now. So, match number one, we have the women's war game match. We've got Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss versus Oscar versus Mission. Fucking, she changed her name. Mia Yim. Mia Yim has now been branded as Mission. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but whatever. And, um, and a to be determined. We'll get to that in a second. They're versing Damage Control, or Damage Kataro, <laughs> some podcasters call it, uh, Bailey, Dakota Kai, EO Sky, Nikki Cross, and Rhea Ripley. Boom. Um, so, to be determined, there's been a lot of picks. Candice LeRae has been one that I was speaking to Don and Ellie and me and him were going back and forth about who this person could be. And and we both said at the time, Candice LeRae is probably the pick. But then there's also Dana Brooke because she's somewhat been in the mix a little bit. But I'm not going with either of these picks. I'm actually picking a wild horse on this. Uh, someone else that's been involved in the mix a little bit. We haven't seen her for a while. I think that to, to be determined is going to be Becky Lynch. That's what I think. But who takes it? Well, I think it's going to be Damage Control. I think the heels are going to win this match. Um, I think because Bianca Belair doesn't need to win this match, I think that Damage Control are going to take this one out. Next match, we've got Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi. We're sticking with the women here. We're sticking with the women. Ronda Rousey is the champion for the Women's uh, SmackDown Championship versus Shotzi. A match that... Look, this, okay. This is a match similar to Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter. A match that I've, I'm pretty confident I know who's going to win. But Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter did not pick that outcome. I'm going Ronda Rousey to retain the championship. I don't see Shotzi winning this match. But Jamie Hayter. Who knows? Uh, next match, we've got AJ Styles versus Finn Balor in a, fi- a singles match. I think this match here, you've got to get AJ the win. I think you do. Um, there's nothing else that I can say about this, but yeah, whatever. Um, singles match for the United States Championship. We've got Seth freaking Rollins, okay, <laughs> versus Bobby Lashley versus... Fucking Wikipedia have this all wrong. It's a triple threat for the United States Championship. Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins. This is a hard one. This is a hard one to pick. I'm going to go with Seth Rollins retaining. Now, I don't really have anything to base that upon, but I just have a feeling that he's going to win. Um, next match we've got, apparently on Sportsbet, which is a uh, gambling app, here in Australia, they have listed Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight. So I'm guessing that's a match that's going to be made on SmackDown coming up. 
Uh, obviously, I'm going Bray. If that is a match that's been made, I'm going Bray to have his first win. It's going to be interesting how this comes about, though. So we'll see. And lastly, but not least, we've got the men's war game match. The Brawling Brutes, Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch, and Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens versing the Bloodline, Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, Sami Zayn, and the Usos. Woo! People, I'm picking the babyfaces to win this match. The Brawling Brutes, Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Owens to take this out. Um, I Once again, much like the women's match, Roman doesn't need... Roman can use, can, fuck, what am I trying to say? Roman doesn't have the title on the line. So he can, he can lose this match. And I think that's how they go. So that's it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Last, last question I'll ask is any surprises? Does anyone make a surprise? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, there is no surprises, but you guys let me know and tell me what you think. Maybe there will be something that uh, something happens and you guys don't know, much like Regal with MJF. Guys, that is it. That is it for Wrestling for Dummies this week. Get me your predictions in for WWE Survivor Series War Games uh, before the actual event, which is Saturday in the States and Sunday for us here in Australia. Let us know who you pick to win and we'll have this championship match again. Zach, we're all coming for you again. We're all coming to get you. Guys, thank you once again for joining me on this episode. I, I hope to do more of these Wrestling for Dummies shows more often, more frequently. And um, who knows, now and then I might get a guest in. Um, Heather, I know we, we've been giving each other shit for months now uh i i do plan on having you on eventually um luffy says he will come back eventually um i quite honestly don't want him to come back because he doesn't watch it it's annoying but yeah i I love the mushroom but fuck this is a show about wrestling if you don't watch it then what's the point um but yeah guys thank you so much for joining us here on this episode we'll catch you probably next week when i review survivor series but until then guys I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I can carry on. I'm feeling a bit of Kansas. Let's do it. Carry on, my wayward son. Goodbye! Carry on, my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more.
just to get a glimpse beyond this illusion. I was soaring ever higher, but I flew too high. Though my eyes could see, I still was a blind man. Though my mind could think, I still was a madman. I hear the voices when I'm dreaming. I can hear them say, "Carry on, my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done." But your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more.